Hello and welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. My name is Sandra Dawes and I'm your host. And if you're new to the podcast, the Embrace Your Destiny podcast is all about sharing the stories of women who have been through an experience in their life. They want to share the lessons they learned from it and offer advice to anybody who might be going through something similar in their own life. And today's guest is Justina Ware. And Justina is an outgoing, bubbly, and kind-hearted soul. Her educational background has earned her degrees in psychology and health studies, but by trade, she works with and advocates on behalf of children and youth. Justina is a business owner and currently in the process of writing her first fiction novel. As an avid traveler, she is now looking to plan more trips that have a purpose by touching the lives of locals that reside in communities she visits. In the past, she has volunteered at an orphanage in the Dominican Republic and in Dominica after Hurricane Maria. Welcome, Justina. Thanks for having me. So, Justina, why don't we start off with you sharing the part of your journey that you um, feel would be of interest to our listeners today? Um, okay. So I, I guess the part of the journey, my journey that I'd like to share is something I want to say almost everyone, if not everyone can relate to. Um, I guess it's that awkward time between, I guess what, you know, we would describe as young adulthood. Um, but for me and, you know, those around me that I've spoken to, we don't want to call it adulthood because, I guess that transition, I'd say maybe around 18, right out of high school, and whether you're continuing in post-secondary or starting work right away, starting a family, whatever it is, you never quite get the feeling that even though you're 18 and legally you're an adult, it you don't feel as an adult. And especially now, I'm in my late 20s now, kind of looking back, I was like, you know, I, even now, I don't feel like an adult. So I can only imagine years ago... Um, how it was, but it's like you're almost kind of forced to start making decisions for yourself um, that in the end can affect you like your, your, the rest of your life. Um, so for me, that's kind of, I guess now that I'm older and, you know, hindsight looking back, um, it was a pretty tough time, pretty difficult time. Um, I know they like to say that puberty and, you know, that, that, um, that young, or I'd say like around the teenage years is what's difficult, but I think being 18 and in that age range is a lot more difficult just because when you are younger, you, you kind of have your parents there as guidance and you're not afraid to ask. But once you're at that age, especially, you know, if you're someone that's living on, on campus or you decide to move out right at 18, you kind of don't have that support or that backbone and pride comes into it too, where you don't want to ask because you know, you're an adult, you're supposed to know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to figure it out on your own. So that I want to say is kind of, was the most difficult point of my life and, and kind of what shaped me and, and to who I am today. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of also the basis of where um, my book comes from, that awkward part of life, that awkward stage in life. And that, that was the inspiration for the book that I wrote. Right. You know, and it's funny because um, I've said it before, even in um, some of the stuff that I've done that, you know, when you're in high school, like even when you graduate, you've been you know, asking for permission to go to the bathroom, you know what I yeah. mean? And then now all of a sudden you're supposed to know what you want to do with the rest of your life, what career you mm -hmm. want to do. And I feel like we haven't, um, well, most of us growing up in North America, you know, it's not like you've been given that freedom or independence to make those big decisions up to that point. But now that you're 
18, it's like all of a sudden there's this switch and you're supposed to be able to have it all together and make these big decisions. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that we, most of us anyway, are really equipped to make those decisions at that age. And so you end up, you know, going to university or going to college or doing whatever um, because you think it's the right thing to do, but whether or not it's the right thing for you as an individual, you haven't quite figured out yet. Yeah. And I, I, it's always 18 is this like magic number, but I was actually discussing with um, some people at work the other day. And I was saying that at 18, like, I mean, when I turned 18, the most I could do was sign my own permission forms at, in high school. Cause um, I turned 18 in March. So between March and June, when the school year ended, I was just happy that I could sign my own permission form. But <laughs> apart from that, like you, you can't drink, like you can't, you're not old enough to drink. You're not old enough to go to the club. So I'm like, I don't know why 18 is this, this age that everyone focuses on when it, I mean, technically, I guess it's 19 almost, I guess 18 is when you have the, um, I guess the adult responsibilities like for yourself, but you can't really start having fun till you're 19 either. And so, you know, um, yeah. And I, I guess we were talking about it at work and just how, why 18 is just this number. And, you know, I, I even now I, I do work with, um, with uh, youth and children and they're always like, Oh, I can't wait to turn 18 so I can move out. And I I don't know if it's society or what it is that it's like once at 18, you're supposed to know what you want to do and you have to move out and you're supposed to, you know, figure out your life and you're supposed to do it on your own that you're not supposed to at that point. It's like, Oh, you know, your parents become free, the empty nesters, and then they can live their life. And it's, it's just this focus on 18. I feel like as a society, we focus on 18, 25, and 30, just way too much. <laughs> those are like the, the landmarks and that if you haven't achieved certain things by those certain ages, then you're deemed a failure. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's, um, but times have changed, you know, and the reality of economics and finances and all that stuff make it so much harder mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. completely independent even at 30 yep. <laughs> for a lot of people you know what I mean <laughs> so it's about really figuring out what works for you and not allowing those societal pressures to make you yes. feel like you have to yes. get to a certain point at a certain age or you know you have to have kids by a certain age or you have to be married by a certain age or whatever yeah. because I feel like those are unnecessary pressures and life is hard mm-hmm, enough mm-hmm. as it is. As it is, yes. I actually <laughs> did a presentation at UFT last year on that very topic. Yeah, so, because oh, yes, I mean, yes. there's so much to figure out. And I feel like I know that in my 20s, there was a point where I thought I knew it all and that, you know, mm-hmm. I had it all figured <laughs> out. And but I feel like every year I would hit up on something else that made me realize that I really didn't have it all figured out. And now that I'm in my 40s, I know that there's no way, I don't know if I'll ever have it all figured out, but I'm willing to continue to learn (laughs) and be open to the possibilities that are out there. Because I mean, you just don't know what is possible. You don't know, I mean, 20 years ago, you know, the idea of being a social media manager is not something that anybody would have envisioned, but now it's something that people are doing, like so many people are doing, right? And getting paid to do it and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So I think that when you realize that, you know, the world is constantly evolving changing, and yeah. that it's constantly changing and that there are going to be so many opportunities that we don't even know exist right now that will be available to us in a year from now, five years from now or whatever, that it allows us to... um 
be a little bit easier on ourselves because there is still so much to learn regardless of what age you're at. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. That's an interesting way to actually look at it too. I didn't even think of looking at it as planning for the unknown. I mean, you always plan for the unknown, but in terms of careers and stuff, like, yeah, even five, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have thought of social media being this big thing that it's a, it's its own stream, like in post-secondary now that you can learn, you know, in marketing classes, they're teaching you how to market by using social media. So that that's actually very interesting. Right. And like this whole, you know, you can have a career of just being a social media influencer and getting paid to yeah, post and all, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> those things, I mean, who would have imagined even 10 years ago that something like that mm-hmm. would be possible? So I think yeah, that, um, you know, especially for people coming out of high school and stuff like that, like I feel like that pressure to have it all figured out, we have to let go of that because yeah. that whole, you know, needing to know what you want to do for the next 20, 30 years of your life when you're 18 (laughs) seems like a bit daunting. And I think that Mm -hmm. most of us, unless you've had like a calling from, you know, a really early age that most of us don't have it all figured out. And even if you did think you had it figured out by the time you really understand what it's going to take to, to get there, you might decide that that's not something that you want to do. Yeah. Or the job just may be obsolete by that time. Right. That too. I mean, (laughs) I remember for the longest time I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And, um, and it wasn't until I had a summer job one year when I was 18 or 19 and I actually worked for a lawyer for the summer, that I realized that that was not something that I wanted to do, but it was, I'm blessed that I was able to have that opportunity because I realized that you know, in hindsight, that a lot of my interest in being a lawyer was based on what I saw on TV, Mm -hmm. you know, that glamorized version of what being a lawyer was going to be. And then to work for a lawyer and realize that it really wasn't as glamorous (laughs) as they, you know, make it seem on TV and that there was a lot of work that, um, you know, I might not necessarily want to do and that, you know, that you were going to sometimes have to defend people that you didn't necessarily believe should be, you know, like all of those different things just made Mm -hmm. it, made you question whether or not that was something. The the cons were really cons. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You you did your your list of pros and cons. They're just like, ah. Yeah. And I I don't think I want to do it. But, um, but at the same time, my parents were heartbroken because I'd been talking about wanting to be a lawyer for so long for them. That was like, yes, let's do it. I went through the same thing. (laughs) And then mine was the doctor. So I I went through the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're telling them that you don't think that's where you want to be. And then their hopes are crushed as well. And I think that sometimes, I I know in my case, I think they were more disappointed than I was, that that wasn't (laughs) what I wanted to do anymore. But I think that you have to be willing to test things out and try different things and know that you might not have all the answers and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I think, and that it's funny to kind of tie back into the whole journey. I think that was actually a very, very big part um, for me around that same age, just coming out of, of high school. Cause even I'd say up in grade 12 and up to grade 12, um, my whole thing was, okay, I knew I wanted to go into health. Um, and I, I would saying that I want to be a pediatrician and, um, it got to a point even in early, early on in high school, um, I developed a knack for writing and I also happened to really, really, really like basketball. 
So I was just like, okay, I could write and be a sports columnist. And I remember I came home and I told my parents, yeah, I want to be a journalist. And they were just like, that's not a good job. Like being a doctor is a better job. And so I said, okay. And they were like, you know, that's something you can always do on the side. And I was like, no, but I want to go into like a journalism program. So they kind of shot that down really early. Right. And so I was like, okay. And I guess that was around the same time when um, Facebook first came out and social media started coming out. So I was like, okay, if anything, it is something I can do on the side. Um, so I kind of went back into, okay, I want to be a pediatrician again. And, you know, I went to university and once I got in there and, you know, I started taking anatomy and biochemistry and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't really think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, and, you know, I tried telling them and they just, they weren't hearing it. And it became this really big struggle, you know, trying to come home and tell them like, it's not something that I wanted to do. Um, and then I ended up failing out of the program I was in first. And I just started taking courses in psychology because I'm like, okay, I need to graduate within four years so that, you know, I've graduated with something. So right. um, I didn't even tell them. And I just kept going to school and they thought I was doing like, you know, a pre-med program. Pre-med, yeah. <laughs> I, I, anytime they would ask, I lied and I would feel so bad. And I even told them that I had sent in an application for medical school and everything. Oh, wow. That I had it. Yeah. And it wasn't until the day of my graduation when they showed up that they saw I got I graduated with a psychology degree. <laughs> And they were not happy, but um, it got to a point where I it was it was really affecting me, and uh, like I would come home and I would cry because I was just like I I don't know what to do. Like um, no one's listening to me. Where right? it's not something that I want to do, and or maybe it's something that I did want to do, but I, at the time I I just I couldn't. I don't want to say I don't I didn't want to put in the work, but my heart wasn't in it. Right. And it, it became it came to a point too where I was just like, is this something that I actually want to do, or am I doing it for that? Right. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, so it was, it was tough. It was. And after that, I went back and I did another degree. And again, I I, I guess I just did it to say I did it. I don't know. And yeah. And at at that point too, and I was just like, okay, I I don't know what I want to do because I've been saying I want to be a doctor for so long that I didn't really research anything else. Right. You lost sight of all the other opportunities. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And that's when I kind of just threw myself into, okay, let me start a business and go from there. But I think that that was a big part of it too. Um, and I guess I'm someone too who, I guess in the past, I just didn't really stand up for myself so much. So it was just like, you know, I, had I found my voice back then, maybe things would have went a little bit differently. Um, so that's kind of something that I like to tell to people now too, that, you know, you can, you can stand up for yourself and you can say how you feel without being disrespectful. Right. And be and, okay and, with the consequences of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that was something else. But again, like I said, it, it's, everything's hindsight too, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that everything happens for a reason, yes. right? So yes. that, you know, you do these things and you, re, you know, and they don't work out, but at least now you have better focus and you can do, you really put your energy into the things that really matter to you instead of mm-hmm. doing things for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I like to call it a very expensive lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes that's what it takes, though, right? Is that oh, you yeah, have to, yeah. um, it has to hurt a little for you to, to really mm-hmm. learn the lesson. Because I know that for me, there have been times where, you know, I've done something and it hasn't worked out, but I didn't really, I didn't get it. You know, it wasn't painful enough. So I went back and did something very similar you know, six months later or a year later. And then because it 
impacted me in a more severe way, it made me realize that that is not the avenue that I want to head down yeah, next time. Yeah, yeah. And so it just, it sticks a little bit better that way. It's like someone somewhere is like hitting you in your head saying, why don't you get it? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, I know for me, when I, um, when I decided that I wanted to start my own business, it took twice the same thing happening to me. And so when it happened the second time, I was like, okay, message received. I get it now. You don't, you don't need to hit me over the head again with it. I've gotten it. I promise by the end of next year, this won't be where I'm at. But that's mm -hmm. what it took is that it took, um, yeah, having the same thing happen twice for me to be like, okay, how many times is this going to have to happen for me to realize that this isn't where I should be anymore? Yeah. But um, sometimes that's what it takes. So, mm -hmm. Justina, you talked about writing a book. So you've written a book mm -hmm. already, correct? Yes. And what correct. was that book about? Um, so it's, it's not autobiographical. Um, I guess people like to assume that once I say that, you know, it's based upon a young woman growing up in Toronto and the struggles that, you know, a young woman typically would have to deal with. So it, it is not me, but there are certain uh scenarios in the book that I can relate to and okay. um there's certain things that happen in the book that uh it's even loosely based off of those around me as well so I know a major theme in the book is hair and uh, I believe there's one specific uh scene in the book and it kind of took me back to uh, my best friend back in high school something to do with her hair so it, it's kind of it's inspiration from all over. I like to say it was inspired by, you know, my life and the life of those around me and not a direct, you know, it's, I'm not telling the story. So, right. It's not like it was a memoir yes. or anything like so that. I, it's yeah. funny because I'll tell people that and then they'll read the book and they'll come back and be like, oh, was this part about you? And was this part about you? And I, I said, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's not, it is and it isn't. So, and I'm, I'm not telling which parts are true and which parts, or I shouldn't say true, but which parts are you know, my story and which part are someone else's story. And the characters, like, they're all fictional and, and, and things too. And it's funny because people come back and be like, oh, I know this character was you and I know this. And it's like, it's, it's not. <laughs> right. But people always want to make, connect the yeah. dots. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Funny. So a major theme, I guess the two major themes in the book would be um, self-esteem. And then from that would be hair. Um, I know that, um, especially as a young black woman. Um, I feel like times are changing now, uh, especially with this, this natural hair movement um, kind of coming yes. out as of recent. Um, but I know when I was that age in, 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 you know, in high school, in my late teens and early twenties, that was a big thing that we were, uh, yeah, we were afraid of our, our real hair our natural hair. So um, that's one theme. And then just self-esteem. So kind of what I was saying, you know, at the beginning of, of the podcast that, um, that, that awkward age where, you know, you're kind of coming to your own, especially for those who, um, go to post-secondary right after high school, whether it, yeah. you know, you stay at home and go, or whether you move on campus, it, it is, it's different. And I didn't realize, I guess, because I, I, you know, I pretty much, um, I stayed in the same area that I was born and, and raised in. So, change wasn't something I was used to. I kind of had the same friends and we all kind of grew up together and we all stayed through our elementary and high school. So being thrown into a university with like tens of thousands of people from <laughs> all over, 
I was just like, okay, I'm not that popular girl that everyone knows anymore. Now I'm, you know, just this a fish in a big pond and yeah. And yeah. So, and then everything else that comes with it too. Um, trying to make new friends, trying to fit in while trying to, you know, study for an anatomy test and trying to work part-time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that kind of all ties in with this. And, and then relationships, obviously, that's a really big thing. Um, so I did a little bit of everything in the book. <laughs> a little bit of everything. I was like family relationships, romantic relationships, friendships. It's all in there. <laughs> Life. Life, yes. <laughs> Justina, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned in this journey so far? Oh, that's a good question. Um, at, like today, right now, I would say just live for yourself. Um, that, that doesn't mean be a hundred percent selfish. Um, but I think that's the big thing. Um, I'd say maybe a couple of years ago, I decided to do that and I was just like, okay, I'm going to put me first and, um, life's been great since then. It's, it's, and like I said, it's putting you first and not being in a selfish way, but recognizing that there's times where you're going to have to say no, just because for whatever reason, maybe you're too tired or like, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and then uh, at the same breath, also taking time out for yourself. So I like to tell people, you also need some me time. So it doesn't necessarily mean hopping on a yes. plane and going on a beach for a week. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've told someone, because you, you might not have the means to do that. Um, yeah. I said, even coming home one day and just turning off your phone completely and climbing into, you know, whether a hot shower or a bubble bath and, it doesn't even have to be wine. You can just pour ginger ale into a nice, you know, fancy glass and just enjoying it and just not having the distractions of the outside world, whether it's social media and just, you know, messages coming in and phone calls and you can just really sit and think and be with your thoughts is enough to de-stress. So just something as simple as that, just even if it's just once a week for a few hours, just coming home and just shutting yourself off from the outside world. Um, So yeah. Just, just live for yourself. I'd say that's the the biggest lesson so far. Taking time out for you and and doing what's best for you. Yeah, I would agree with that because I know I, you know I've even written blog posts about this. Mm-hmm. That selfishness is probably one of the <clears throat> best gifts you can give to yourself and to other people because I feel like you know, you can give so much of yourself that there's nothing left for you, and when you're at that point there can be so much resentment and frustration and overwhelm that you feel because you've been giving to everybody else and you've been there for everybody else. And now you need some time for yourself and you can't, there, there's nothing left. left. Yeah. And so when you can take that time to take care of yourself and give yourself the time that you need, then you can be at your best for everyone else, right? So that when somebody else asks you to do something, it's an automatically yes. And it's not, you know, you know, rolling your eyes and being upset about it after you've said the yes, because you've got so many other things to do, but because you truly want to do it and you're not expecting anything else out of it. Right. But, um, but I feel like sometimes you can overextend yourself because you want to be that people pleaser and you want to do for other people, but then you've, yeah, you run on empty and you, you know, and if there's one thing that somebody's told me that I think is probably the best advice I've ever been given is that you cannot give from an empty cup. So if you want to give to people, if you want to be of service to people, you still have to make time for yourself. Yeah, I agree. 
But I think that's one of those things that you learn as you as you get older and with experience. Most definitely. I think that it can be so easy to say yes to everything and think that everything's an amazing opportunity and, and just be a people you know, pleaser, try and be a people yeah, pleaser. Yeah. And then, you know, you end up yeah, getting having those feelings of resentment and frustration and feeling like you're always giving to everyone else and nobody's there when you need them. Mm-hmm. And so it's about really getting to that place of giving because it feels right and saying yes when it feels right, but being able to say no and being absolutely okay with it. And not feel like you have to explain yourself or give reasons why or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. And I think if those around you have come to that same point in life, then they're, they, they can recognize. You, you don't even have to come on and say, oh, you know, and they'll be like, you know what, that's fine. And I feel like I've kind of come to that point with a lot of my friends too, where they just, they just recognize. And even with my sister, they just recognize that, you know, when I say no, it's not me being mean or, you know, not because I don't want to, but it's because, you know what, she, she's tired. She just can't, not at the moment. She just yeah. physically or mentally can't. So yeah. And not take it personally and be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like not be offended. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Justina, what would you say is, um, what advice would you give to somebody who's going through something similar where, you know, where they might be just graduating and not quite sure what they want to do or just trying to avoid feeling that pressure of, you know, I'm now 21 or 25 or, you know, hitting on the cusp of 30 and I should have it all sorted out, but I don't. Um, to kind of, I, I guess I touched on it. Um, same type of thing when I was doing the presentation at UFT last year. And I, I was saying that I think a lot of it is, is society driven. And especially now in this day and age of social media, it's very easy to get caught up in what others are doing. And, you know, you'll see that, oh, someone bought a new car or someone just, you know, moved into a house or they just got their dream job. And or went on an amazing vacation. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. vacation, yes. <laughs> um, and I always just say, like, don't worry about what others are doing. Because um, you never know what's going on behind closed doors either. Um, right. I know that. Or what it took for them to get yes, there. Yes, to get there. So yeah. I know someone right now and she travels quite a bit. And, um, but it's because she works, um, she works for an airline. Um, so she gets the, um, the, the vouchers to travel and that's why, um, now people don't know that. And, you know, she doesn't have to put it out there. It's not her business to put it out there, but that's one of the reasons why she can travel so much because she's not paying much for her flight. And, but if you don't know that and you don't know her, you're going to wonder, Hey, you know, how she gets to travel so much. Oh my God. She's so lucky. Yeah. And and you're going to start comparing (laughs) yourself to her and you're going to feel like, wow, I can't even, you know, go on more than one vacation a year and here's someone that's going somewhere every month. And that's what I keep telling people. Just, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what people are going through. Like you said, you don't know what people have done to get to that point either. Um, so you can't base it off of that. Um, there's also people that I've known that I've seen and, you know, they've had the house, they've had this, they've had it all. And you come to find out that the way that it was obtained was, you know, not the correct way. So then they just kind of lose everything too. And it's just like everything that you were looking up to, it wasn't even theirs technically. Um, right. Or that they have, you know, the nice house and the nice car, but they're not happy. Yes. Right. That you can yes. have all yes. of this That's and it can too, look yeah. good. It can be Instagram worthy, yes. <laughs> but not really be fulfilling. Yes. And so I think that that's something that we can lose sight of yes. as well. So um, I tell people just don't, don't focus on others. Um, your time will come when, when it's ready. Um, but at the same time, don't, 
give up and, and don't become discouraged because you feel like it's not coming as quickly as you want it to just keep working at it. And when the time comes, it comes. I've known people that, um, you know, been working on, on their craft for years and years. And it just took, um, you know, one person finding them and shouting them out. And then all of a sudden they just blew up overnight. And I think with social media now too, cause you know, there's also the good side to social media that it's very easy to go viral yes. nowadays. So it's like, just keep working at it. And you never know. I think even now there's an artist, um, Lizzo, she had a song that's been out for two years and yes. I, I, I don't even know how it came to be or how it started, but all of a sudden now it's like, you know, a billboard chart, like she's being invited to all these award shows but it's like, Wait, and I think it was number one on the billboard yeah, charts and, and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's been out there for two years. So had she yeah. just said, forget it and gave up even a year ago, she wouldn't be where she right, is now. Right, the video, taking it off yeah, YouTube, so, all of that stuff. Yeah. So I just tell people, just keep working at it and don't worry about those around you. Like if, use it for inspiration if you need to, but don't start comparing yourself to, to others or comparing yourself to, you know, these, this age of 25 and 30 that, makes everyone feel like they're a failure if they haven't accomplished certain things by those ages. Yeah. I think that the only comparison you should make is comparing yourself to who you were a year ago yeah. or five years ago, right? To know that your, your growth is taking place and that you are evolving instead of comparing yourself to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Justina, thank you so much for sharing today. Are there any final thoughts that you want to share before we wrap up? Um, no, I just want to, you know, just live, live for yourself. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Just make sure that you're living for yourself and not for anybody else. Um, and while you're doing that, make sure you take time to, to have fun. Um, you know, experience the, what the world has to offer. Um, and just spread positivity. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. And for the listeners out there, you can check back in the show notes and um, you can find out where to connect with Justina to learn more about her and what she's up to. Um, again, Justina, thank you so much for your time and for taking the time out to chat with me today. And to my listeners, I will see you soon. Take care and have an awesome day.